Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Holy smokes, look at this place! Brand new studio right here for all of our Twitch homies, twitch.tv slash F4W video, as well as everybody watching along on YouTube, our video channel, video.f4wonline.com. I don't know if it's going to make the show any better, but it's certainly easier to look at. We've got a lot to get into here today. Very busy day. It is Sunday, and as a result, we're probably going to be taking your phone calls, emails, text messages, and more. And yes, phone calls later on today. I do want to mention, before we go any further, a couple of important things, more important than our beautiful new studio right here. As soon as this show goes off the air, producer Rob is going to be on. He is going to be doing something. I don't even know. And I'm talking twitch.tv slash F4W video. He's going to be eating stuff, I guess. That's what he does. So if you're interested in that, that's coming up immediately after this show, twitch.tv slash F4W video. And also, we have the free Twitch feed for everybody that... Wants to watch the show Monday through Friday, Sunday, Observer Live. But we also have a subscribers area, Twitch subscribers, which you can do through Amazon Prime or whatever. And about once a month or so, we do a special show after a pay-per-view. Vinny and I do post-WWE pay-per-views. Denise is going to do post-AEW shows. And Lance and I do a live Q&A about once a month. So for Survivor Series 2020, giving everybody plenty of forewarning here, we're going to do another fundraiser for the Great Fowler. He is one of our very loyal, uh, I could say subscriber, but he's one of our friends, and he's had a lot of health issues, many, many setbacks. And so coming up after Survivor Series, we'll be doing a special Twitch fundraiser for Jay, the Great Fowler. So if you have anything you'd like to donate, that'll be the place to do it immediately after Survivor Series 2020 with myself and Vinny. Lots of news to get into. We're going to kick it off after the break. Mike Semper Vivi joins us. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. A few people in the Twitch chat there creeped out by my looking into the camera at them. Bro, I'm creeped out looking at you guys, so probably not going to see much more of it, just so you know. Mike is here in his beautiful setup, whatever that is. Not even sure. I actually just got a picture for the first time of what your actual setup looks like. Yeah. Now I'm obsessed. Now we got to fix that. I don't know what's going on over there. What do you mean? Look at this. How great is this? It's, dude, it's... Why am I the only guy on the wrestling website with a bunch of wrestling stuff behind him? Well, I actually did a show with a belt behind me, but I I can't figure out how to set it up right now, but... 
That's another story for another day. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have your like karate, like you know, trophy case there when you were like. Dude, eight I got years all old. my, I got all my jiu-jitsu belts medals. up there on the deal. Let's talk about the news here. So, Friday night SmackDown, 2.133 million viewers on Fox, the highest number since September 11. And of course, keep in mind everything that's been going on with with SmackDown and everything else. Way up from last week when SmackDown aired on FS1 due to the World Series being on Fox. Last night's overnight viewership up 7.3% from two weeks ago when SmackDown last aired on Fox. 18 to 49.6 rating, up 140%, although that was the FS1 number, so you can kind of throw that out. And up 20% from the last Fox episode. They aired Shark Tank for the top spot in the 18 to, uh, they tied Shark Tank for the first spot in 18 to 34.3. A lot of comparisons to last week, but you can pretty much throw out last week, unless you really want to. The only value of talking about last week is if you want to compare last week to the AW and NXT numbers. But if you're going to compare last week's SmackDown to this week's SmackDown, I mean, don't even bother. Numbers consistent throughout last night's show. 2.115 million viewers for the first hour, climbing 1.7% to 2.151 in hour two. The only show SmackDown beat on the networks in terms of overall viewers a repeat of NBC's American Ninja Warrior. I wonder if Casey Catanzaro was on that one. And a CBS News special called The Deciders. Apparently that one was not hot amongst the youngsters. So we could talk about SmackDown all you guys want today, but I mean, the one thing I'm going to say about SmackDown is, this is going to sound weird, but hear me out. SmackDown reminded me of the Monday Night Wars to a degree, and I'll tell you why. If you watch those old Raw shows, I mean, there was a lot of bad stuff on Raw, and especially on Nitro as things went going during the Monday Night Wars. But there was also some great stuff. And the reality is that not everything was great. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, uh, The Rock. I mean, you had shows where they were the only thing on the show of any value. But because they were so big... I mean, it just lifted the entire show. So you had all this other stuff that sucked, but people stuck around to watch it because they were waiting to see Stone Cold or The Rock or whoever. So SmackDown is not as good as the shows during the Monday Night Wars, but I watched that SmackDown show, and the opening segment is Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, and it was fantastic. And they had the segment with the Mysterio family, and I thought Aaliyah Mysterio was fantastic. And if you've been watching a lot of the Mysterio family stuff, Aaliyah's not always fantastic. In fact, there have been a lot of segments backstage where I feel like I'm watching a, a bad high school play. Or about a week ago when they did the angle where she she hugged Murphy and I'm watching it and I just remembered like when I was in sixth grade and we were doing square dancing and they like partnered you up with some girl and you were all awkward. That's what Aaliyah looked like hugging Buddy Murphy. Total change this week. She was fantastic in that segment. It was She was great. And then at the end of the show, we went back to Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. So really, three segments on the show were so good that I don't even remember what else happened on the show. I mean, some of it I know was not good because I think there was that, I hate to say because people might get mad, but that women's match. I mean, there was some stuff on the show that was no good. But when you when you put everything together and you just watch those three segments, it lifted the entire show. So anyway, your thoughts on this, Mike? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a top-heavy show, but the top is great. 
you know, and the one thing you didn't mention was Sasha and Bailey. And regardless of what you think of their feud and how it has gone and things that maybe they should or shouldn't have done, they are two personalities, especially Sasha, that garner interest. So when you have that going for you, when you have, you know, and those fans, look, they I'm not saying they'll excuse anything, but they are in rapt attention when it comes to Bailey and Sasha. And that's good. You got people hooked on that. You have people hooked on, you know, what is and a cheesy novella in some ways. But, you know, we'll see how it all plays out with Seth and Murphy and, and the Mysterio family. But that's something that was tailor made for SmackDown. That was one of the smartest things they did. And you could see it coming as soon as they moved. Uh, Ray Mysterio over. You knew what was going to happen with everybody kind of falling into place, but it's the perfect type of, of story, I think, to have on SmackDown. And obviously the, the very top is fantastic. And now we seem to be possibly moving into Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And, you know, the, you're going to have a bunch of rehashed stories from the past, but the way this character is of Roman Reigns and what you have surrounding him right now with his cousins falling into line with Paul Heyman, who hasn't even really had to do anything. I'm not saying behind the scenes, but on camera, he hasn't had to do anything. All of that stuff is humming so good that, you know, two hours of SmackDown, regardless of what's on the undercard, is still easier than anything you put on on Raw, no matter what your, you know, look thinking your main event is. I guess my point to the whole thing is, I'm not saying that Roman is the guy or the the storyline with Aaliyah, but the reality is, all you need is one thing. Yeah. All you need is one thing to explode. And once that happens, like, everything gets lifted. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, we're not going to have another one for a while. We may never have another rock again. But you get one storyline... And the storyline with Aaliyah, I mean, the key is we actually have a storyline on a WWE program with someone who's under the age of 30. I don't know if she's legitimately under the age of 20. I'm actually not sure. I feel like she's older and they call her 19. I could be wrong about that. But we actually have a young person involved in a storyline with her brother, by the way, who's another young person. So anyway, the women's match that I was talking about, I should note, was Bianca, Billy Kay, and Naomi. Or not Naomi, uh, Natty. That was a bad match, but to be perfectly honest, when I saw them backstage setting that match up, I thought it was going to be way worse than it was. Not saying it was good, but I expected worse. And they actually put over Bianca. I mean, part of me figured they were going to put over Naomi because they can't put over any young talent. But Bianca won, and she's going to the Survivor Series team. So there you go. Overall, I I liked SmackDown. Well, interestingly oh. enough, they are doing uh, they're doing Bailey and Sasha in a rematch on next week's show, which is kind of weird. I mean, this feud is rushed. Like they broke up, they went right to Hell in a Cell, and now they're doing a rematch two weeks later. Guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, they, this should think should have been peaking, you know, <laughs> a long time from now, but they had to rush things. And one thing I'm curious about is how fast there'll be a rush to get, because uh, I would assume it would be Bailey would be a next logical opponent or the first logical big feud for Bianca, because I don't see Sasha losing that title to Bailey this time around. So I would love to actually see that happen and get that going and get Sasha into something else, get them away from each other. You know, and actually get Bianca into the mix where she is one step closer to being in the championship picture and in a feud that would be, again, with what you've got on SmackDown, a really good addition. 
This person here says, Brian, how do you feel about Bailey redeeming you on SmackDown by confirming that Sasha's actions during that contract signing were under duress? I'm sure you are proud. Dude, it's not about being proud. It's about being happy that they did a storyline and they're bringing up the things about the storyline that don't make any sense. How can you force somebody completely against their will, under duress, to sign a match for a, a champ or sign up a contract for a championship match in the pay-per-view? It's ridiculous. Now, what I would have liked is if they would have said something like, well, the referee's decision is final and Bailey did show up for the match. And so even though she signed under duress, I mean, we can't strip her of the title. But because she signed under duress, Bailey will be getting a rematch for the title next week on SmackDown. That would have been so easy. But I'm happy that they at least mentioned it. Back in a moment. Observer Live. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? 
It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Rob here. Plug his stuff on Twitter. Don't forget, I'll be live immediately following Observer Live. Hope you'll stick around for the heat. It's twitch.tv slash F4W video if you wanna if you wanna feel the heat. Producer Rob. Alright, a couple of other notes right here. Two non-title matches. Believe it or not, we have matches announced for Raw on Monday, which is almost astonishing. I guess the big question is whether these matches actually take place. We got the New Day and the Hurt Business in a non-title match. We have got Shayna and Nia versus Mandy Rose and Dana in a non-title match. Both non-title, as I noted. And I can't believe that on Observer Radio yesterday, Dave said he thought that this match was going to take place on the December pay-per-view. Okay, it's November 1st. Jeff Hardy versus Elias in a guitar on a pole match. I'm totally fine with just getting this feud over with. But those matches are announced for Raw on Monday. <laughs> Can't wait. After what we just talked about on SmackDown. I guess on paper, you know, New Day Hurt Business, non-title match, get something going there. Okay, I'd be okay with that. I'm fine with that. But uh, I don't know about the rest of this. And here's my problem with also the New Day and uh, the Hurt Business is, are we going to get retribution in there? Are we going to see some sort of tag team triangle at some point with Ollie and slap nuts or T bar or whatever it is. I don't know, but I'm I'm reading the the Twitch chat here, and this they person like says angle? no. They're they're presuming oh. that the challengers are going to win all of these non-title matches. If anybody wants to go back, find out the last time, and I'm sure it's happened. But I mean, find out the last time that the challenger in a non-title match beat the champions, because from what I remember. From watching NXT and Raw and SmackDown. It seems to me that every time there are challengers in a match with the champions, the challengers don't win. Like the champions win or somebody else pins somebody or whatever. Dude, I don't know what it is, but that used to be the easiest thing to do. Oh, you want to set up a title match? Challenger beats champion non-title match. Right, now, you know what it is. Then they have some sort is. of wacky new idea that we've got to go with. Because that's how they, everything's got to be twisted around. Why does, you know, why would the, you know, the champion beat the challenger to start a feud. Why would, I mean, all sorts of things that they do, you know, and they do things like that all the time. That's the, the history of the reinvention of the wheel with WWE that they're, they, what they do is better. What they do is smarter. What they do makes more sense. We see where it's gotten them. I mean, so the SmackDown number aside, I mean, still, this is just par for the course with them with how they look at things. And Vince's snow globe, when he shakes it up, they do this sort of thing all the time. Mind-numbing booking. 
mind-numbing ideas, things that go completely directly opposed to what professional wrestling has done forever. Sometimes simpler is better, and they continue to whiff on that. They whiff on that far too often and in far too many ways. So this person here says, any update on the Twitch situation? I know Paige said she's going to continue doing it anyway. It is good for her mental health. What about Alistair and Zelina? Are they disobeying Vince, or as he said, it is okay for them to continue? Listen, as I've mentioned before when talking about this, when this edict first came down and it was said that you guys got to shut down your Twitch and Cameo and whatever, and we're going to do our own Twitch deal and the money's going to come out of the downside guarantees, which, by the way, I mean, I still can't wrap my head around this. I don't even know how this is even... By the way, I talked to some people because there's a whole bunch of people that have Twitch channels and everything like that, and I just wanted to know... Dude, is this true? And the people that I talked to, they were like, well, I heard what you heard, but nobody said anything to me. So just going to keep doing it. All right. So that's what pretty much everybody did. And so a couple of days ago, I think it was Alistair and Zelina were on their deal. And they basically said, we got a meeting scheduled for Friday to discuss all of this. And then I guess it turned out that there was no meeting. So I don't have any answer to any of this. I mean, the thing with, let's, let's take Paige, for example. And listen, this is not insider information, so don't post this out saying I reported something. If you're Alistair and Zelina, okay, and you're running your Twitch page, and WWE says you got to shut it down, and you're upset about it, what are you going to do, okay? Are you going to quit? If you, if you say that I'm quitting because I want to do my, my Twitch feed, then what they do is I would presume they freeze your contract. And so Alistair couldn't go anywhere. Zelina couldn't go anywhere. They'd be stuck here forever. They could do their Twitch thing. I mean, what's WWE good? They're not going to fire them. So, I mean, for an Alistair and Zelina, I mean, if WWE lays down the law, I mean, unless they want to try to get an attorney or do whatever, I mean, they're probably going to have to do whatever WWE says. Now, page what are they gonna do freeze her contract i mean i guess you can but she's retired i i don't i don't picture her getting out of her contract and going to aew so i mean she's probably getting whatever her downside guarantee is so with page it may be a situation where she says okay well i can make this much on twitch i make this much on my downside guarantee if they're exactly the same then maybe she goes with Twitch because it's better for her mental health than to just sit at home, do nothing, and get paid by WWE to do nothing. If she makes significantly more from WWE on her downside than she would make from Twitch, then maybe she goes, you know what? Man, this sucks, but I'm going to shut down my Twitch. Or it could be that she's got so many people getting subs and gifting subs and doing everything else that she makes way more on Twitch, and she may just quit. All they'll do is stop paying her downside. I mean, they can't take her off TV. She's not on TV anyway. So I think everybody's situation is going to be different. I mean, maybe the main roster people and the NXT people's situations are different. I mean, there's still a lot that not only we don't know, but from people that I've talked to, they don't know either. So I guess we, again, wait and see. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, so I have no idea about this, but... 
Is WWE attaching this to something as an addendum that's already listed in their contracts, or is this something that is being brought in brand new? Because I'm assuming you would need a lawyer to try to challenge and obviously look at that to go, well, did WWE change the structure of this independent contractor's contract, which will now affect their outside money. Well, if I may, has... if I may jump in. Yes, go ahead. And I actually, you know, we maybe could ask Lance about this on, on Friday, but to, to the best of my knowledge, if you, if you, I believe these contracts are very, very open-ended. So they'll say something like, um, this is not the exact wording, but it'll say that we own the rights to you for television, streaming, and any potential services that might be developed in the future. Like, something like that. Yes. So I'm sure that this would fall into, well, you know, when we drafted up these contracts, there was no Twitch. There was no Cameo. But obviously, if we own the rights to whatever, I mean, you can't just go and do a Cameo. And, I mean... And that would they be can't a, do it under their real name. That's the other issue that's going to come up. But here. that's the that's one of the that's even an even bigger and more important thing right there is now you know again, and it's look if you're a corporation, it's easily to easily possible to challenge anything the WWE is doing. The the big problem is independently somebody finding the lawyer that's willing to go through with this and and make it try to make it worth their while to to figure this out because I don't know if your everyday attorney that just looks over your contract is going to be able to you know bring that heat to WWE but it is you know again we'll have to kind of see how all these things play out here but it is insane to me Again, you want to tell Paige to stop being Paige because that's not her real name and we own that? Fine. But to then say her using her government name to do independent contracting work that's got nothing to do with you and has got nothing to do with any likenesses or anything like that, you've crossed the line. And that's to me, it's just, it's, it's un, it's unbelievable that this is being thrown out there, especially so willy-nilly by WWE, because, again, they're trying to make up the rules as they go along here and trying to figure things out as they go along, and it's not really making them look good at all, obviously. And the other thing also with, with somebody like Paige is everybody always does the math. Oh, well, she's making this much a month, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand about this deal. I mean, how much is that individual people giving their monthly subscription money to Paige? How, how much of that is individuals gifting gigantic numbers of subs to other people and if that's the case how long can a person do that before they're yeah. like done doing it i it's mean if, an angel, page but... has to what she will have to do is she will have to think okay what am i making now is it sustainable do i believe that if i quit a year from now two years from now i will still be making this month uh this much money a month on twitch is it is it better to just take the guaranteed money from WWE that I have for maybe five more years or whatever? I don't know the answers to any of these questions. But they're obviously, if the answer were easy, Paige wouldn't be upset about it, right? So obviously it's yeah. a difficult decision for her. And it's, fa I mean, again, this is obviously outside the ring stuff, but it's it's fascinating. It's going to be fascinating how, to see how things play out. And it'll be fascinating to see if somebody like Andrew Yang continues to hold the heat to WWE. He's been the most outspoken vocal uh, proponent for the wrestlers. You know, will this continue to remain when, you know, again, everything's got ebbs and flows. Not many people are talking about WWE and Saudi right now. So, you know, things don't last forever. So we'll see if, you know, they continue to get help in the mainstream with this. Well, everybody, when we come back, it is going to be that time. I am, in fact, going to open up the phone lines. Uh-oh. 
That's right. It's always a gamble. If you want to give us a call here today, rave about the new studio. 844-913-2727. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. People on the Twitch chat here, I said, you'll never guess who's first to call in today. And everyone's talking about Jaime, and no one knows how to spell it. 
It's J-A-I-M-E. I could be wrong, but I'm 99% sure. Well, because, in fact, I have a cousin named Jaime hmm. who was born one week before I was. And my mother was going to name me Jamie. But Jaime got born a week earlier, and she was forced to choose Brian instead. So Jamie could be talking to y'all right now, if it were not Now, would she have spelled it J-A-Y-M-E? Now, are you kidding me? Spell it like Jamie's supposed to be spelt. Spelled. Whatever the word is. All right. Well, you know who's on the line, everyone. It's Ryan. You're on the air. What's going on? I have a question about... Wednesday night dynamite. Is that show named after Dave Meltzer? Because his nickname. Oh, t- are you kidding me, Ryan? That everybody, the tw- everyone in the Twitch chat said, "Don't ask something stupid, Ryan." And that's what you came up with for your question. Well, Dave Meltzer says he calls him every day. So, and bro, get out of here, you dork! You know it's called. You know it's called dynamite. What's that? Well, it's called. They're di- on TNT. It's called. Well, yes, yeah, it's called that's because they're on TNT. But I mean. <laughs> They wanted Tuesday Night Dynamite. Tuesday Night Dynamite. T-N-T on T-N-T. Somebody that goes, oh, uh, uh, NXT on Wednesday and, and AEW decided to go ahead. No, they wanted Tuesday Night Dynamite. Tuesday Night Dynamite. T-N-T on T-N-T. But T-N-T decided, ah, I do it on Wednesday. NBA so is very important. it became Wednesday Night Dynamite, which is not as cool as Tuesday Night Dynamite, because now it's WNT. But what does this have to do with Dave Meltzer? Nothing. I the took people, calls for that. You did. That's your fault for opening it up. You knew what you were going to start with. I never know what, what I'm getting into with Ryan. With. Sometimes he has oh a good question. God. Look, they're the people. I just amazed that there are still people out there that are actually stuck in their little bubble that actually believes that. They did that purposely. AEW did it purposely to get on Wednesdays to compete with NXT. And it's like, number one, that's not only dead ass wrong, but two, it's like the NBA. <laughs> that's, it's that simple. The NBA did that. And I don't know what, if they do a second show, which is, you know, it's inevitable that there is going to be a second show on, on Turner Networks. It's just a matter of which one. And if it happens to be on TNT, it'll be interesting to see what day it actually goes on there. All right, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. Do better. What's going hey, on? Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. This is Jordan from SoCal. want to shout out to the Twitch homies. I want to talk about everybody's favorite subject today, and that's, of course, ratings. Um, I understand that Dynamite wins in the key demo just about every week, except maybe two or three times. But in terms of the total viewers, because I know Jericho said something about this on Twitter, do they count the uh, Twitter views in the total viewers now? Twitter views? Yeah, he was on Twitter saying that the Dinner Debonair segment done like a million views on Twitter. I wasn't sure if they count that now or not. Oh, well, I want to thank you very much for the call. So what what he's – I mean, he's just talking about something totally different. When you get when you get the Wednesday night numbers, the Wednesday night numbers are a percentage of everybody who has a channel. That means – and I'm talking the channels. So if you got YouTube TV, which I do, counted – and the Nielsen family can watch however they watch. They don't have to watch on cable. They can watch on on uh, Hulu or Sling, whatever. Yeah, Sling. So that's merely the live television viewers. 
And then later you get the plus three, the people that watched on DVR three days within three days, plus seven, those that watched within seven days. And then Jericho's talking about how many people watched the segment that they put up on Twitter. Because immediately when the show was over, they uploaded just the dinner debonair segment to the Twitter account. And Twitter tells you exactly how many times it's been viewed. I'm sure, like WWE does, they put clips up on YouTube and then, wow, uh, uh, 10 million people watched this. We got we got more fans than ever. Even though they don't, but that's what they say. So that's what he's talking about. But the people that view on Twitter a segment that has nothing to do with the ratings that you see when we talk about them on Thursdays. On my Twitter, ironically. All right, well, let's go to Yonkers, New York. Who could this be? You're on the air. What's up? Tommy Dreamer? No, it's not Tommy Dreamer. Oh, it no. is, unfortunately, it is Daryl from Yonkers, New York. Well, don't say unfortunately, Daryl. We're very happy to hear you. You're not Ryan. What's going on? <laughs> oh, God. Um, listen, we had a lot of there's a lot of silliness in professional wrestling, especially in the last month or so with Indeed. Debonair and Law and Otis and, and dudes getting shot in, in their wedding. The only thing... <laughs> silly about Walter versus Ilya Dragunov is the way they slapped each other about the head and chest. And I loved it. Well, you know, my friend, and this is cool. are you are you a subscriber to WrestlingObserver.com or merely a listener? I am a subscriber, yes. Excellent. Well, you'll be pleased to know that tonight on the Brian and Vinny Show, only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com, we're going to be reviewing the first Saturday Night's Main Event of 1989, which I believe the graphic involves the Twin Towers, Akeem and the Big Boss Man. But also, also, we will be reviewing Walter and Dragunov. So, both of those tonight on the Brian and Vinny Show. You cannot have two more different programs that we'll be watching. I look forward to it. Well, thank you, my friend. I look forward to you calling more because you did an excellent job. Thank you very much for the call. See how you do that, everybody? Just call about something interesting and make your point and don't be a gimmick, and away we go. What could be easier? Redeeming the East Coast. Thank you, sir. All right. This person here says, I think the biggest problem with Daniel Bryan putting young guys over is that WWE ends up doing nothing with those young guys. Bryan gives them a win, and then they go nowhere. Since 2018, he has been pushing for guys such as Mustafa Ali, Kofi Kingston, Buddy Murphy, Eric Rowan, Drew Gulak, Big E, and now Jey Uso. He needs to do this like Jericho does in AEW. Only put him over in big payoff matches, because if you remember, Jericho put Fandango over at WrestleMania. WWE did nothing with him. Dude, I watched that Daniel Bryan match with Jey Uso, and obviously they're trying to do something with Jey Uso. He's just turned heel, okay? He's going to be with Roman Reigns. I'm sure when Jimmy comes back, they'll do some rigmarole, and then Jimmy will be part of the Samoan dynasty. But if you want to beat Daniel Bryan, great, because he is a guy that they are now trying to push as a single star. He was in the Hell in the Cell main event. He was in the prior pay-per-view, Clash of the Champions or whatever main event. They're obviously trying to do something with the guy. Great, Daniel Bryan could put him over. But the way that they did that match last night, Friday night, I could not even believe my eyes. They're just doing this match. Daniel does his comeback. Jay super kicks him. Jay starts climbing up top. I'm texting or something because, like, there's more to come. All of a sudden, the bell rings. I went, what? 
and I rewound it. I watched it again. It was like, that's it? He just hit a super kick and splashed him and pinned him. Like, no back and forth, no real back and forth, no dramatic near falls. It was just like, Daniel Bryan was a dude. Daniel Bryan may as well have been Ricochet. Just go out there, wrestle a guy, dude hits his move and beats him. You Listen, Daniel Bryan is clearly a smart guy. But, what are you doing, bro? Like, I know his idea is, this is my last run, I need to put guys over. That's great, okay? If you believe this is your last run, you absolutely should be putting guys over. But let me tell you something. You can't just put everybody over. Ricochet puts everybody over. Does anybody get over beating Ricochet? No, because everybody beats Ricochet. Daniel Bryan should know this better than anybody. If Daniel Bryan wants to get over Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan needs to beat almost everybody. And then you build up the big match with Jey Uso, and Jey Uso gets a decisive win. They can go back and forth and have a battle, but boom, Jey Uso goes and he gets his big splash and he wins. You can't have Daniel Bryan just come back from being gone since June, and then he's in a random tag match, and then he goes in there and he just loses to Jey Uso. Jey Uso didn't beat anybody, because Daniel Bryan hasn't established himself as being somebody again. I How they brought back Daniel Bryan was not optimal. That is for sure. I'm not going to disagree with that, but... What Daniel Bryan also knows is he's got a shovel here, and he needs to now unbury Jay Uso, a very beta Jay Uso, a very secondary put in his place Jay Uso, who technically still never said I quit, still will technically always going to have something in his pocket if they decide to go on with with him and Roman way later on down the line is opposition with each other, but. Him going out there, he puts over Jey Uso strong. The whole thing is about Jey Uso now joining Roman after the show. And, of course, they only put this on social media. They continue to beat Brian's rear end. He threw him off the off the uh, gurney. You know, he continued. He threw him back in the ring. He delivered another splash to him. And if it was anybody else, I would say it, it, you're. I would tend to agree with you more. But I think... Who is involved in the feud, where the feud is placed, and the fact that I believe that there's going to be something valuable for Daniel Bryan coming after this in relation to Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, I'm willing to give it a little bit of time. So I do understand what you're saying, but I don't think this is a situation where this is Drew Gulak or this is even Ali or anybody else that, that Daniel Bryan may have put over you know, in the, in the recent past. I'd like to see this one play out a little bit more first. Person you're telling me that Tuesday Night Dynamite would be TND and not TNT? You kidding me? It was gonna be. It was gonna be Tuesday Night Dynamite, not Dynamite. Tuesday Night Dynamite. Let's go to the phones. This person here is in Paducah, Kentucky. Not making that up. You're on the air. What's going on? That's right. This is Jonas, and I'm in uh, Shelbyville. Brian, Shelbyville. Mike, uh, quick shout-out to the Atlanta Falcons for being able to get it done on Thursday, by the way, Mike. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Shout-out to them Falcons. That. What's going on? Yeah. So, real quick, I wanted to speak about – I'm not sure if you mentioned this already before. I haven't been able to listen for a minute. The uh, the independent, I guess would be a good way to call it, wrestler who had the unfortunate uh, leg accident coming off of the turnbuckle. 
Um, when are they bring? When are they planning on bringing him in onto Dynamite to work without a contract? Mike, help me out here. Okay, I don't know if you saw this. I can't believe you didn't see this on Twitter. There was a guy who did jumped off the he went up to the turnbuckles he was in a homemade ring at this backyard show and he had his arms up and he jumped down just jumped back down from the turnbuckles and he completely bent backwards he actually i think dislocated uh both of his uh, knees and hips or something like that oh, but uh terrible. yeah apparently chris jericho has actually i think given uh given him some money in his gofundme but it was a i can't believe you didn't see this it was a brutal affair I've been very busy, Mike, constructing this beautiful new studio right here all so weekend. I see this. Yes. Which is why I've not watched Walter versus Dragonov yet. But you let me tell you, you something. You admit I haven't watched it yet. Well, I am admitting, but I'm telling you this. I'm putting Paisley to bed, and I'm watching that show, and then I'm doing the Vinny show. I got the whole day planned. How was Halloween, by the way? It was the greatest. Awesome. It was, honest to God, the greatest Halloween we've ever had. And we didn't even do any trick-or-treating. We did a, a dinosaur fossil dig. And she Ooh. she dug and dug up a Triceratops fossil. You've never seen such joy. Except when I do this right here. One of these days. Ah, forget it. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. 
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Cole Cabana invaded our channel, our Twitch channel during the break. Hey. He, of course, Cole Cabana on Twitch. Very upset that Dave Meltzer has been bearing Yano matches, so we did a poll here. Is Yano a legend? Yes. Yes, 15%. Of course, yes, 85%. I was going to say. So it looks Absolutely. like the majority agree that he is a legend. Hey, listen, there were a couple of those Yano matches I saw that it was like, wow. That that kind of sucked. But, but, if you're going to do a G1, and Yano's going to be in the G1, what are you expecting? Right? I, I don't like any of the slander going on about Yano. Why don't you just say he's a great entertainer? He's a great. He's a great entertainer. Wrestler. I never said he was yes. not a great entertainer. A fine college athlete, a a good mat technician. Underneath all of that stuff, it's just he he likes a good DVD and 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 some you know fun times. I mean, it was pretty creative when he when he got taped to that big pole, and so he wasn't able to get through the guardrail because there was a pole that was preventing him. So he just went through the guardrail. Which, if you've ever seen Yano in the guardrail, I mean, that was a miracle. <laughs> he got through, and he got back in the ring, and away he went. One of the, one of the best gigs in New Japan. You know what should happen is... he got from his debut? He should have been stuck, <laughs> and so he went through the guardrail, but then as he's running at 19, the stick gets caught on something, and he takes a big bump, and he gets countered out. Good on that one as well. Anyway. Yano's the next door uh, crazy dad. Yano of, uh, fantasy booking here on Observer Life. All right. Hey, we're out of time, everybody. So Rob's next, twitch.tv slash F4W video. Or you can just go to Colt's Cabana's channel and invade his channel. Colt Cabana on, on Twitch. But we're out of time here today. Every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern. Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Check out WrestlingObserver.com for all of our audio shows, newsletters, etc. And video.f4wonline.com for your video needs. That's it. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Twitch homies, we'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs>